Hello, this is Destination Wedding Pod. She's an idiot. <laughs> Her name is Laisha. That's Christina, and I am not doing a very good accent. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we are going to talk to you in regular voices before we offend someone. And what we're going to be talking about is just, we, I mean, we feel like we need to get back to the basics. (laughs) This is a destination wedding podcast, so let's talk about destination weddings. All right. I got one for you. Yeah? You have a story? Yep. Okay. It's about a couple from the UK. On a cold and rainy evening in Devonshire, John- I'm so on the edge of my seat already. (laughs) John proposes to Jane over bangers and mash. Jane says yes. The couple then decide to plan a grand destination wedding in Cuba. Apparently, that was a thing that people did that lived in Europe at this time. The wedding goes off without a hitch. The couple even filed their marriage license right there and then and there in Cuba and never gave it a second thought. Until a year later when infidelity crept in and it became painfully clear that they had made a mistake and wanted nothing more than to not spend the rest of their lives together. Yeah. But when they went to file for their divorce, they were informed of their second, much bigger mistake. Because their marriage was on file in Cuba, the law mandates that it could only be dissolved in Cuba in person. (laughs) Apparently, this sort of statute is not uncommon. Uh This would be such a good love story. Like a... um, If they got back together in a rom-com. Yeah, they go to Cuba together (laughs) all pissed off. (laughs) Yeah. This did not happen. And then they fall back in love. When the marriage license falls out... In broad, in person, and in some cases, it has to be dissolved in person. So remember this if you have a destination wedding. And so a year later, the very unhappy, very bitter newlyweds had no choice but to make the long trek back to Cuba just to get divorced. I wonder if they sat next to each other on the plane. <laughs> if you plan to get hitched abroad, you better make sure your special someone is the one, because if they're not, returning the wedding gifts is the last of your problems. Traveling back to the scene of I do to say I don't anymore is just cruel and unusual. I mean, if there's anything more awkward than going on a vacation to get divorced, please tell me now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> That's unfortunate for yeah. some people. Yeah. But to be clear, St. <laughs> Thomas has the same rules, and you're married in St. Thomas, and you're married anywhere, and you can get a divorce anywhere in the state. Right, and if you get married in Las Vegas, again, remember Phoebe's, you're married <laughs> Everywhere. Yeah. But so if you get married in another country, you might want to look into it. No, if you get married in Vegas, you're only married in Vegas. (laughs) No, that's not true. But make sure you check with uh, your, you know, if you're getting married in another country. Yeah, but make sure that you know the rules because that really would suck. Yeah, and your wedding planner will know. This is another good reason to have one. It is. So my lovely wife has a best friend that predates our getting together. I love her best friend and pretty much consider her a member of the family, but I'm pretty pissed off at her right now. We live up in the northwest tip of Pennsylvania, and for some reason, which I can't begin to understand, she has decided it's a good idea to have her wedding in Southern California. Oh, God. He bolded that. (laughs) Of all places. I mean, why? It's pretty... It's beautiful. I love Southern California so much. Apparently, she was mindlessly scrolling Facebook one day and stumbled on an ad or something, and off she went. My personal opinion is that destination weddings are awful, rude, inconsiderate, and borderline cruel. Wow. Here's the choice she is forcing us into. A. 
drop God knows how much money to take a vacation that we didn't choose and don't want to take, or B, not attend and have my wife fail to be there for her best friend who has asked my wife to be her maid of honor. So this is going pretty well so far. Yeah. This guy's a freaking peach. (laughs) Do people even think about the ramifications of this sort of thing? Our financial situation is such that we can attend, but we will definitely feel it. But what about those that just can't swing it? What if there's close friends or family members that this is just not an option for, and how do you think it might make them feel? They aren't helping with any of the costs. Do they even know how much a round-trip ticket from Northwestern PA to Southern California and back is? I do, and it's a lot. Oh, God. Her fiancé has wealthy parents that are, all, that are paying for it all, so they aren't worried about the costs. On top of all that, this girl's relationship history is a total disaster. What that has to do with anything, wow. I have no idea. But let's get into it. She married, divorced, and remarried the same guy, had two kids with him, and then divorced again. She went to the UK to be with someone she met on the internet only to break up less than a week into the trip and spent the rest of the time crying alone in her hotel room. Also, the woman she is marrying, she has since come out, is an awful human being. She is a confirmed racist, a pathological liar. She has told us some of the most ridiculous, grandiose stories, which I won't even go into because they're so laughable, and is transphobic. She also is always making homophobic comments despite being gay, which as a straight cis male, I won't even try to understand. She is pretty much the worst. Oh, God. And I can barely stand being in the same room with her for more than two minutes. That's your story? Yeah. It's a fail. You know why? They should have failed to put him on the guest list. That's ridiculous. That's mean. But, okay. Destination weddings do sometimes put people out. However, if you love the person, you make it work. Yes. And as someone who... Technically had a local wedding, but most of my guests flew in. If there was somebody, like I have had a list that was like important people to be there. And if one of those people couldn't make it, which one of them couldn't, besides you, another one couldn't, I paid for him to come. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, don't feel bad if you don't want to go to a destination wedding as a guest. But also, this is their wedding, and they want to have it in Southern California. So fucking let them go (laughs) down there and get married in Malibu on the beach and then go have some good wine and some tacos with avocados. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, during this wedding ceremony in Tulum, Mexico, vows were read. Tulum. Tulum, Mexico. (laughs) Vows were read, rings were exchanged, and more than half of the guests were robbed. Judge Thomas Culver and what? his family. They were robbed? Yes. Judge Thomas Culver and his family traveled from Fort Bend County, Texas to Mexico to celebrate his daughter's wedding. After the ceremony, one of the guests reported items missing from the safe in his hotel room. Soon, at least 20 found themselves in the same boat. All to- told, more than $100,000 in cash oh. and property was stolen in a heist that rivals something from Ocean Eleven. Oh my God. The families reported the theft to the 
Eurostar Blue Motel Hotel, but their complaints fell on deaf ears. Obviously, the first thing I would have hoped would happen would be a legitimate investigation into this crime, Culver told Fort Bend Herald. This was not an isolated theft from a single room at a cheap hotel. This was planned, executed, a major crime. It was an inside job. Absolutely. There's a wedding going on. Guests will be... Yeah, nobody... All of these rooms rooms are going to be empty at this time. Go check their safe. Yeah. It had to be an inside job. Absolutely. But wouldn't that suck? That's fucked. Okay, but it says, according... I mean, unfortunately, Culver and the other wedding guests were unable to reclaim their belongings and checked out the hotel early. His daughter and son-in-law stayed in Mexico for a few more days before deciding to fly back early due to safety concerns. That sucks. I know. What a shitty vacation and wedding break. All of mine are from Reddit, by the way. Um, Yahoo. uh, Mine's from Yahoo News or something. It's Yahoo News. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This past Saturday, I was cornered by my uncle because he awkwardly wanted to tell me something. He began this conversation with, I'm going to say this once and then not talk about it again. Oh, God. Uh, Okay. He basically proceeds to say that it's rude and an imposition for us to have our wedding in New Orleans. This wedding, for the record, I don't know when this was written. It was recent, but the wedding is to take place in April 10th of 22. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, I, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, he made points that it's a financial burden and during peak season. All, all valid points. I expressed that on the website that I mentioned, I knew it was a big ask, but we in no way would it be offended if people couldn't come. Not to mention, this uncle is that guy. The one who has punched bartenders, called my mom a dumb cow, and has also said horrible things online to the extent of us having a no politics clause during family functions so that I would go back to their house in order to keep (laughs) things civil. Uh, We need a no politics clause maybe in our family. He also has a history of bragging about how he makes six figures, works from home 90% of the time, and takes expensive trips, which are scheduled four to five times a year. Does this sound familiar? (laughs) Sound like anybody we know? (laughs) Just a little background. We are having a destination wedding in this location because it's like a second home to me and my fiancé, and I have a particular connection to the place that is spiritual. Also, my father, along with both of my fiancé's parents, are dead, and he is an only child. It is so painful to have a wedding on Long Long Island without them all. We are choosing to go a non-traditional route on purpose so that the weekend is not any more bittersweet than it already will be. Back to the story. My uncle proceeds to say that it doesn't matter what I say. He feels obligated to come just because we are family and my aunt and grandfather would be upset with him, but he originally had no intentions of coming. I told told him, please don't feel pressured to come, and then he told me that he had already bought their flights and room, but complained about the $300 per night fee. (laughs) I'm not a bridezilla by any means, but this to me has said more about his feelings towards me. He's complaining about travel and money, but then brags about how he is well-to-do. 
we are close and he and my aunt knew about the wedding and location months before anyone else as she designed my save the date (laughs) i didn't read this whole thing so the words he used were hurtful and showed his priorities and feelings Okay, so bottom line, if you don't want to go to a wedding, don't want to go. Other, don't and don't let go. somebody else dictate your day, no yeah. matter who they are, family and members. for the most part, people are smart enough to know that maybe some people might not be able to afford to right. come to my destination wedding. Right. So this wedding was a perfect storm of unfortunate events, literally. Keely and Terry Ford had both been married before, so they didn't want to big, make a big deal about their wedding. They decided to go somewhere hot and exchange vows, attended by a small group at the Mille Tropical Resort in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. What they couldn't have predicted was a hurricane that caused flash flooding on the night of their wedding, forcing them to take cover in their rooms after dinner. Uh-huh. They also couldn't have predicted that just hours after their ceremony, the bride, her husband, and five guests would get sick with a stomach bug, causing diarrhea oh, and vomiting. No. The ride told the Daily Mail that they had been served raw meat and were left bedbound for days. The couple later won a $102,000 um, payout from the UK and Ireland for, for their troubles, I guess. But don't eat raw meat. Even if it's sent to, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, if it's not something that you know that can be raw, don't eat it. If it's not beef or fish. Oh, okay. That <laughs> right? sounds horrible. Cousin A is the bride. This is That's what you need to know. I did not read this one at all, so I'm going to be experiencing this right along with you. <laughs> this story starts with Cousin A's wedding at a destination wedding. This wedding would have been completely impossible for anyone in my family to go if it hadn't been for my aunt and uncle, A and C's parents. My aunt and uncle are both wealthy and generous. They paid for... A's entire wedding to keep her and her husband from going into debt over it. The wedding was in Hawaii in July. This was not going to be cheap. My aunt and uncle didn't want any of us to miss it because we couldn't afford to go. So what do these absolutely wonderful people do? They decide they will pay for everything for everyone in our family. Around 30 people or so. Oh my gosh. That's a lot. Yes, that means exactly what it sounds like. Airfare, hotel rooms, food and drinks, and even paid for one excursion per family and one spa treatment per adult. What family is this? And where did you get? I want, that's awesome. Who are these people? I want to be their friend. Really? This sounds too good to be true, right? There has to be some kind of condition attached to this amazing offer. In fact, there was one condition, only one. The actual wedding was child-free. It was an adults-only event, 21 and older, no exceptions. Now, you see, no other part of the week-long trip was child-free. The hotel we stayed at had pools with water slides, a kid's camp, pretty much anything a kid could want to do while on vacation. Kids were included in everything we did except the wedding itself. One of my cousins, we'll call her Cousin B, decides that it's not okay with her. How could she possibly leave her babies alone at a hotel? Her babies were 14 and 16. Oh my god. My aunt and uncle talked to her and explained that the venue could not accommodate everyone, so the decision was made that everyone who was attending had to be 21 and over, and there was nothing that could be done about it. 
they assure her that they will be hiring babysitters for the younger kids and that they would keep an eye on her kids too if that made her more comfortable. Like, what else do you need? Right? They're answering all these questions for you. Why do you have a problem? I'm assuming that this isn't over. B says, she, Cousin B says she understands and reluctantly agrees to leave them at the hotel with the other kids in our family. My aunt and uncle go ahead and book everyone's plane tickets and hotels since we're all on the same page about what is going to happen. Monday. After months of waiting, the day we leave for our flights arrives. We all meet at the airport and we're all booked on the same flight. Our flight is leaving at 7 a.m. B shows up completely wasted. None of us, <laughs> none of us know how she didn't get kicked off the plane. That's how drunk she was. The first thing she does once the flight is in the air and the seatbelt signs are off is stumble down to where my dad, stepmom, half-siblings, and I are sitting. She goes on a rant about how upset she is that her kids can't go to the wedding and starts asking my stepmom how she feels about leaving my half-siblings at the hotel. The person telling the story is 21 and her siblings are 8 and 10. Okay. My stepmom tells her that she's extremely grateful to my aunt and uncle for making it possible for us to come in the first place and that it's, since it's A's wedding, it's A's choice. B is not happy with this answer as she was hoping she could convince the other parents to be as upset about it as she was. B goes back to her seat and we don't hear anything from her for the rest of the six-hour flight. <clears throat> We finally land, and she's sobered up. My aunt and uncle rented multiple vans to take us to the hotel since there were so many of us. B and her family get in one van along with A's sister, Cousin C. Is everybody? <laughs> B and her family gets in with A's sister. A is the brag. When we get to the hotel, B gets checked in and runs off with her family to get settled in their room. C comes over to me and tells me that B is pissed about her kids not being able to come to the wedding and complained about it the entire 40-minute ride from the airport to the hotel. <laughs> C says that she can't believe the way that B is acting about it and she's worried that B might cause a scene. C says she really wants to warn A about it, but she doesn't want to stress her out right before her wedding. Right. She decides not to tell A just yet and instead takes it directly to her parents so they can tell B to knock her shit off. <laughs> Once my aunt and uncle knew what was going on, they went to B's room and had a long conversation with her. They made sure she knew that her behavior would not be tolerated. None of us heard anything else negative come out of B's mouth for the rest of the day. Tuesday. <laughs> B is perfectly pleasant, a little more drunk than the rest of us, but she's having her she's behaving herself at least. Wednesday. B does an excursion with her family. None of us see her until dinner time. No more drama. Thursday. This one's a bit longer. <laughs> B's kids are down at the pool talking to me, C, and her parents. They tell us how much fun they're having and thank my aunt and uncle for making it possible for them to come. Then they apologize that their mom is acting so crazy. They tell us that they understand why they can't go to the wedding and say they're perfectly happy to stay at the hotel. None of us has seen B being crazy since Monday, so we aren't sure what they're apologizing for <laughs> exactly. 
They tell us that P that B has been pestering A to let them come to the wedding at least once a week since our tickets had been booked six, six months earlier and multiple times a day since we arrived on Monday. A hadn't said anything about this to anyone. That's sad that she's bugging the bride about it. My aunt and uncle are livid at this point. They find A and ask if it's true. A says yes and that she didn't want anyone to think she was being a bridezilla, so she didn't want to say anything about it. Then she drops the bomb. B told A that every single parent in our family hates her for having a child-free wedding and that nobody in our family wanted to actually come to her wedding. We all just came because we wanted a free vacation. That is not true in any way, shape, or form. Everyone loves A, and we all wanted to be at her wedding. After hearing this, my aunt and uncle found B and told her that she was no longer welcome at A's wedding or any of our other family events that they host. They know B can't afford to pay them back, and they don't expect her to. In the end, she gets exactly what she wanted, a free family vacation, and doesn't have to go to the wedding. As much as it sucks that she got what she wanted, it is what it is. Friday, the wedding day. Everything is beautiful. Everything goes perfect. Everyone has fun. Nobody misses B, and nobody is upset that she isn't here. <laughs> to my knowledge, none of us have talked to B since this happened, and she hasn't tried reaching out to any of us. Her kids are now 18 and 20, and since, so that's four years. Mm-hmm. And neither of them talk to her anymore either. Oh, no. Our family has kept in contact with them, and they are still welcome to our family events. For th- those of you... Oh. Oh, she was like, for those of you still with me, I now have a little rant. What kind of entitled-ass person tries <laughs> to make demands about how things should be on a free trip? You say thank you and move the hell on with your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. So true. Wow. Free vacation. To Hawaii. And no appreciation. Wow. They always say that the early bird gets the worm. But in this case, the early bird got early but in this case the early bird got totally screwed. Last May, Melissa Nadon and Johnny decided to leave their home in Canada for an exotic wedding in Cuba. They had booked their plane tickets one year in advance, but two weeks before the wedding, Melissa got a startling email saying that the flight for the couple and their 30 guests had been canceled. <gasps> no. I read it like three or four times, not believing what I saw, and that's what—that's when I had my total meltdown, um, she told CTV News. Their travel agent apologized and gave everyone a full refund. Still, the couple had to scramble to redo all the details they had spent a year planning. The couple were able to find another travel agency which organized their wedding at another resort in Cuba. However, the new wedding date was on a Monday, not the Saturday they had planned for. As a result, their invitations and celebratory t-shirts had the wrong date. They really weren't ruined my day and I'm still very angry but I'm trying to get past it. I'm getting married and I'm excited about that. That's kind of sad. No, because she was just trying to get it all done. And then yeah. all, yeah. And then, uh, da, da, da. How long before the wedding did she get that email? Two weeks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Meltdown warranted. Right. So, my soon-to-be sister-in-law had no shame in expressing her outrage towards me for having the nerve to get pregnant and accusing me of planning my due date to clash with their wedding on purpose. Couldn't be further from the truth. Mind you, this is their rescheduled wedding day after the original one this last May was canceled due to COVID with state restrictions on large crowds. 
I graduate I graduate medical school this December and have the spring semester off before starting residency in June. We had been trying for a baby in this window before the wedding was even rescheduled. Plus, I'm advanced maternal age, and it did take a while to get pregnant the first time, so needless to say, my husband and I are excited by the news of baby number two. My due date in January 29th is January 29th, and their wedding is January 31st out of state. Despite the ongoing pandemic, they are moving ahead with a destination wedding despite most guests traveling from out of state from the couple's home state. With the date clash, that means my husband can't attend his own brother's wedding either, and he was originally the best man. But this drama has escalated so much that per the bridezilla's orders, orders, they are not even talking to us anymore and his brother continues to decline FaceTime calls from my husband and son. With my preterm delivery history, I couldn't fly even if the wedding was pushed up a few months and I wouldn't fly pregnant in the middle of a pandemic with my 16-month-old son that won't keep a mask on and I'm not willing to attend a mass gathering inside during a pandemic, even if it was a local wedding. <laughs> well, here's the thing. People can't always come to your wedding. Yeah. Um, even best men. So this is my last one. A dream quickly turned into a nightmare for one Canadian family. Brad was in Punta Cana. Punta Cana. In the Dominican Republic. That's how you okay. say that. Punta Cana. Dominican Republic celebrating his daughter's wedding with 70 other guests. The ceremony went fine, but the next day the wedding party had a big surprise when there was an explosion at the resort. Oh, no. I heard the explosion, felt a shockwave, saw an orange glow, and heat coming at us. Oh, my God. Photos from the scene of the explosion show the ceiling completely collapsed inside a restaurant, shattering glass, covering the tables, and a fire raging just outside the building. In addition to suffering a shock, the members of the wedding group were left to locate their loved ones on their own because the resort offered resort offered no assistance. Oh my god. That escaped the blast with cuts and bruises, but months after the wedding some were still getting physiotherapy for their injuries and others were receiving counseling. That's horrible. I know. It's terrible. I wonder if they got any like compensation or anything. No, I didn't say they did because another one did that I was reading about. Wow. All right, well, <clears throat> those are some Okay, don't let this keep you from having a destination wedding because <laughs> these are just what could go wrong. Yeah, these yeah. don't happen all the time. No. I mean, we won't talk about your not wedding on the podcast. No. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh-huh, and we will talk about your wedding if you send us stuff to hello at destinationweddingpod.com. Thank you. See you next Tuesday. We need to get together on that.